2: A lot has changed. It's a, 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 <laughs> a fact. A lot has changed. It's a fact. has changed, man. Yeah. It's crazy what a year can do, bro. Nice yeah. table. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. honey. <laughs> yeah, man. So if, if you're a loyal listener to EYL, you know that, um, you know, Humble Beginnings, when we first started, we was figuring our way out. And uh, we had a few episodes that really changed the trajectory of of where we were. And, The biggest episode twelve, episode twelve featuring none other than Matt Garland, aka MG the Mortgage Guy. So we shot MLS number (laughs) MLS number five (laughs) eight seven zero zero. That's a fact. When we when we shot the episode, it was over a year ago, probably like a year and a half ago. And um, you know we was doing good but um that episode the clips from that episode just went viral on Instagram one clip was like 150,000 one yeah, clip was like 200,000 three it was just like going crazy yeah. and that skyrocketed us into the top 10 in the podcast charts for, on the, first time. for, for the, the first, first time yeah. for the first time ever it was it was crazy and it was um it was just a legendary situation it was the first time i think we ever spoke about real estate mm mm-hmm. It was right after Nipsey Hustle passed away, rest in peace. <laughs> to, rest in peace to to Nip. Nip. Yep. We actually named that, ep- dedicated the episode to him. Um, the marathon continues the name of the episode, mm-hmm. episode twelve, and it was the first time that anybody had really broke down the whole house hacking strategy from a multi-family perspective. In my yeah. opinion, because after that, I saw everybody, yo,
0: everybody, the t- monopoly money, the four, yeah. three, two, one. Yeah, was, we even uh, talked yeah. about fifty cent on that. Yeah, 50 50. we talked exactly about <laughs> on that. Shout <laughs> out to fifty. We talked about Please fifty. Please get the money. So Yeah.
2: You know, ever since then, you know, we just developed a a real close bond with with Matt, and we just, we've been rocking and rolling ever since. We've done a bunch of different stuff together. We went on tour, hit different cities together, and just did a a bunch of stuff, but what we had not done, ever, this is the first time we've ever did this, is have somebody on the podcast twice. Yeah. for we had people come on, like, live podcasts, and, like, the reunion. That's
3: interesting. So, I'm the first... To get double, to the top Double header, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're the yeah. first double header, double header, yeah, yeah. So Fact. I think
2: I think it was just a, it was a great time because Matt, he's not just somebody that's on Instagram that's just talking about real estate. He's actually in the industry, like he works. He's a licensed professional. He's a licensed Correct. loan officer. Mm-hmm. He helps thousands of people to get mortgages <laughs> and you loans. Ever try to call him? You know, and Yeah. So you know, I appreciate it, your patience. <laughs> so, so we we spoke. And uh, we was talking and I just felt like it was perfect timing to do this. A, because we haven't had a real estate episode in a long time. We've been focusing on stocks. Shout out to everybody checking out Market Mondays. (laughs) Shout out to Ian, shout out to Trap. shout out to- Shout out to the guys. Shout out to everybody, shout out to Mark. Um, So, you know, we've been focusing on stock. That's what's been in. Real estate has been around way longer than the stock market. Real estate's been around since history, the beginning of time. Like people need somewhere to live, right? Even when they had huts. So it's like before we was doing a lot of real estate episodes and we haven't done a real estate episode in months. So A, I think I thought we both thought that that was a good time mm-hmm. to do this. B, I mean, Matt's just become a legend. Since then, he had 3,000 <laughs> followers. Now he got 100,000 followers. It's, it's a historic, it's a historic rise. We've been rise. watching,
0: man. We've been watching the numbers. It's a historic rise. <laughs> DJ,
2: he's on tour with Envy before Corona. He breakfast Club like five times. It's been mediocre. Yeah, it's... um.
3: Thank you. <laughs> it's, 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 um, it's been a blessing, man. Um, January 2019, I think I had 1,800 people on Instagram. Fast forward to today, 100K, all organically. And um, people just, you know, it, su- it surprises me all the time that people want to know about mortgages because I think it's boring. Like, I tell you guys that all the time. Like, this is boring. Like, why would I want to do this? Like, even you know, when we first started talking, I'm like nobody wants to hear about this stuff. It's he's the, like, no, I'm telling you, bro. You'd be surprised. The, it's it's, it's like, <laughs> you'd be surprised. I'll like, nah, they, they want to know about all of this information. Yeah, like, I, I think a lot
0: has to do with the way you're delivering it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, kudos to you because it's, it's broken down in a language that we understand. Something familiar that, that we know something about, right? Breaking it down in a way that people can understand
3: it. Yeah, I mean, look, the main thing with my delivery is just try to make it as simple as possible. You know, a lot of these terms, people have no clue what they mean hell shit sometimes I don't even know right mm-hmm. I gotta Google do my research and, and kind of figure it out and what I just try to do is just try to make it I uh, deliver that message to the folks to where they can understand it no matter where they are in their real estate journey whether you a first-time home buyer or you got a hundred properties you can kind of um, watch my content and, and get something of value from it and it can help you grow
2: yeah so and then to icing on the cake is when, you know, we reached out, we spoke a few weeks ago, and he's like, yo, I'm working on a blueprint to help people navigate through it. And I'm like, a blueprint? Like, what does that mean? And he's like, you know, so many people, you know, they have no clue about how to buy a home, the appraisal process, FHA loans, da 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 and he's like, you know, it's, it's one thing to kind of go through all these podcasts and YouTube and kind of put it together, but what if, you know, it was an easy go-to blueprint? And I'm like, I don't think anything is like that in the market, mm-hmm. so I'm like, let me see, like let me see for myself, like before, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We actually even talk about it, let me, can I test out the product? He like, sure. Oof. So I got a behind the scenes look Oof. into it, and it was crazy, I saw like the pre-appraisal process, the FHA process, yeah. um, questions for realtors, home inspections, process, the Everything. loan disclosure, underwriting, title. I'm like, yo, this is like your whole 20 year mortgage career, like wrapped, like, yeah. I'm I like, yo, I- how much you charging for, like, this underpriced. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo. <laughs> I called Shadi, I called him
0: up and I'm like, yo bro, Yo, this dude poured his life into this. I'm
2: like, yeah. yo, this is so a million dollars worth of crazy. It yeah. really is. You know,
3: it, it's a lot. It took a lot of energy out of me to do that. You know, 150 plus videos. I mean, we got pop quizzes. We have PDFs. We have links. I mean, I, I'm just giving you everything that you need to know, no matter if you want to go conventional, FHA, VA, you know, your first time home buyer. I mean, we're talking about refinancing um, in the blueprint because folks don't even understand refinancing, they don't understand home equity line of credit. Uh, we have uh, asset protection, which you know, after you buy the house, people think that's just it, but Mm -hmm. you got to protect your legacy too. Because real estate, the key to it is building wealth and passing it on to your heirs, and you can't build wealth without life insurance and estate planning. So, we have that in the course too. I mean, I have homeowners insurance, like who's talking about homeowners insurance, right? People just know they got to get insurance, but do you really understand how insurance works? No, I never,
2: I never, I personally have never seen anything like it. So, all of those factors. Coming into play, I'm like, you know what? Why don't we just do make history, double back, and do a double back and get <laughs> yeah. it, and get the people a million dollars worth of games. So that's what we're going to do right yeah, now. Yeah, I man. let him we pick got... the
0: album cover too. He's yeah. like, "Yo, try need that blueprint up there." Shout out to
2: Ho, man. <laughs> Shout out to Ho. man. <laughs> Shout out inspiration. to Ho, Shout out to Ho, <laughs> the man. The God MC. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. First and foremost. Welcome back. Welcome back, man. Uh, happy to be here, fellas. I, I, a lot has
3: changed you know, <laughs> since well, my it's last different, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely different. You know, I, I like see. the vibe down here. You know, EYL Studios New York is in uh, full effect. You know, I had to get the Blueprint album covers behind me because it was just a beautiful thing. Um Look, I love the platform that EYL has grown into. Um, even as, as I'm looking at all the equipment now, when I did <laughs> when I did episode 12, y'all guys, y'all episode 12, they had three iPhones. They That's were un, they were uneven. <laughs> That's a fact. Big fact. <laughs> big That's fact. fact. The sound was like wires on the table. Wires on the table. My son in the background playing video games, <laughs> mad loud. Fact. You know, the sound, we didn't know if it worked properly at one time. That was um, crazy. Yeah, that was, know, that, was, that was But that just old shows day. you the growth, right? You guys didn't think about it. You didn't sit here and have analysis paralysis. You guys actually just executed. I remember when Shadi was ta- uh, hashtagging Earn Your Leisure before the podcast even came out. I'm like, what is he talking about? But I knew it was something because he kept on hashtagging it every post. <laughs> I'm like, Earn Your Leisure? Like, what is he talking about? So when we got on the phone, he told me he was doing this. I'm like, okay, a podcast. And then honestly, guys, I said, another podcast? Like, everybody got a podcast, right? Everybody got like a it. podcast. Everybody podcasting, which is great. But just to see from my episode of the, from just the equipment, the studio, and just the quality wasn't even that good as far as the, the visual, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the information powerful. is powerful. Yeah. And that just goes to show you, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to execute. You guys didn't know how to do a podcast. That's a fact. You researched, <laughs> but, bought equipment as you went along, and it just took off. So I'm I'm excited to be here and um, speak to you guys again and and, and talk to the EYL um, nation and all the earners.
2: Out to the earners. EYL nation. I like that. Yeah, yeah we EYL might have a coin that. Nation. <laughs> EYL nation. <laughs> Sabine, I'm, I'm gonna text you after this. <laughs> Get the paperwork ready, Sabine. Yeah. So let's 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 jump into it, man. I got a lot to talk about. But first and foremost, we want to talk about. The state of real estate right now. The state of real estate. So okay. it's um it's a crazy time that we living in. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. Obviously, we in you know the age of Corona, mm-hmm. and um, I remember um, texting you like when the when Corona first hit. I'm like, yo, that's when the stock market was crashing. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, this real estate market about to crash. And he was like, nah, it's not. And I'm like, how people are losing their jobs, stock market's crashing, people can't go to work. Like <laughs> yep. all the writings on the wall for another 2008 to happen. And you was like, nah, commercial real estate might be in trouble, but residential real estate, I'm like, alright, we'll see. Yeah. And then, to this day, it hasn't crashed. It's actually going up. In most most places in America, the price, the home prices have actually gone up. It's a shortage of uh, inventory on the marketplace. Absolutely. So, where are we at right now as far as the state of real estate in the United States of America?
3: The market is on fire for residential. you know. And I told you this back in March. I said, nah, bro, it's not going to happen because where people and everybody was kinda of saying the same thing, like, yo, 2008 is coming back, wait, don't buy, don't buy, wait. And I said, 2008 was different. That was a credit crisis, mm. right? This is a health crisis. The credit crisis means that banks, Wall Streeters, everybody, homeowners, you know, investors, everybody was greedy. You know, appraisers, everybody, right? So when the market crashed, the government was reluctant on trying to save everybody. They didn't want to bail out everybody, but they had no choice but to bail out the big names, right? So with this one, I said, now, this is health. This has nothing to do with nobody. This is nobody's fault. And if you think about it, if you look at the real estate market going into 2020, it was already on fire. It was due for a correction at some point Mm -hmm. because what goes up must come down, right? But I said, nah, this is not going to crash. There's no way because the government is going to have to bail out everybody now right from the the big businesses mm-hmm. to the everyday person. And when you told me that it's going to crash, that's what was in my mind cuz I I knew especially with an election year, they couldn't just let all these people die, people lose their homes. There's no way. And as you see, all these stimulus packages came out. Everybody getting their PPE money and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was reckless. With it. Hopefully they wasn't reckless. With hopefully with they wasn't reckless and hopefully they did the right thing, but you know you have unemployment benefits People are getting them with ease with no problem. So, you know, you got to give the administration credit for what they tried to do um, to help as many people as possible. And that's why I just didn't feel like the market was going to crash. But residential real estate is on fire right now all over the country. There's 30, 40 offers on one house, you know. So if you're a seller right now, if you're thinking about selling your home to upgrade or, or downsize, this is the time for the sellers right now because they're gonna get 20, 30% above asking price in some markets right now, because it's just too hot right now. It's too many buyers out there. And with these low interest rates, you know, with rates being in the mid twos to low threes, depending on your circumstance, like everybody wants to buy a house because money is cheap now, mm-hmm. right? So it's easy to 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 the the person who couldn't afford the half a million dollar house last year when rates were three and a half, four percent.
2: Now it's two and a two and a half. Can you can you explain like that? Like, because the average person <laughs> that maybe never bought a home might not fully appreciate because they're saying three and a half, two two and a half. Yeah, it's only one percent. That's not that big of a deal, but because they're looking at it like it's stocks, like it's like, yeah. all right, if you earn one percent, like, know what I'm saying, or yeah. just regular life, one percent doesn't move the needle. Uh-huh. But in in your world of mortgages, one percent is huge, right? So can oh. you kind of put that in perspective for Hell people? Oh yeah, I mean, look, one
3: percent, depending on your loan amount, right, that can be three, four, five hundred dollars a month. That can be six thousand, eight thousand, ten thousand a year, depending on the size of your loan. Right. Right. So the bigger the loan, the the lower the rate, the cheaper the payment. Right. So someone again who couldn't afford the five hundred thousand dollar home or get pre approved for a five hundred thousand dollar home a year ago, because the rate was probably three and a half to four percent. Now they're able to because now that brings their payment down and they're able to get approved for now that higher amount. So 1% is huge in the real estate, in the mortgage world. Um, interest that you're going to pay over the life of the loan is also very important too. Um, because if you're looking at any house that you buy, let's face it, right? The way the mortgage and the banking system is set up, it's, you know, you're going to pay interest three times more than what the house is actually worth. But if you're getting a cheaper interest rate, that softens the blow a little bit. And now you can focus on. Your debt strategy, which is repaying back your debt and trying to beat that interest trap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, little things you can do to do that. You can make one extra payment a year, and you can pay off your loan in 22 and a half years if you have a 30 year mortgage. You know what I tell folks all the time? Take your income taxes ref- refunds, right, and apply that every single year to, to your principal, principal balance. Year. That could bring down your debt. You can do as little as $100 a month to your principal balance, and you'll be surprised of how much interest you'll save on your mortgage, especially if you plan on living in a house the long term, the full term of 30 years, you don't wanna just make your regular payment because you're gonna pay, you know, on a three hundred, four dollars 400000 home, you may pay back 800000
2: Now, that was mm. a gem, what you just said, and I learned that in business. I don't want that to go people's head. When I first got into, into the industry, um, working in finance, I learned that like one extra payment a year on your mm-hmm. mortgage um, cut seven years off of your mortgage. Absolutely. Or eight, seven, Over eight, years. 20, 20,
3: 22 and a half years. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, um, that's, that's huge. If you really yeah. think about it, it's like one extra payment a year. Absolutely. Can really take almost a decade off. Like basically, and
3: yeah. it has to be towards your principal balance only. So if you're making a payment, you can't just give the bank money because they're automatically going to apply it to interest. Right, because you have to direct them where you want that money to go. So how 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 does
0: that even look? So if my mortgage is three thousand, I gotta pay six thousand if I'm doing that.
3: Yeah. So if your mortgage is three, you can pay six, and you can tell them the difference to go to principal balance only. Okay. On some online, everything's online right now with all the banks, right? So you can go pay your mortgage and you can specify there to principal balance only. You can write a check, put on a check, to principal balance only. Okay. So depending on how you pay your mortgage. Do that. And if it's not an online option to pay extra, call the service and lender that you're paying your mortgage to and and figure out a way to, to accomplish that goal. Maybe they can just do automatic drafts from your account, something like that and set it up to where you can make that extra payment, Yeah, you know? And you'll be surprised if you make two payments extra year. That's what I, mean. in
0: my mind, I'm thinking if I make two extra yeah. payments now, that seven turns into 14, now I'm really at a 15-year mortgage.
3: Basically, and, and this is, I'm glad you brought up 15-year mortgages, right? Especially right now, folks want to go into 15-year loans. And, and look, the 15-year rate, the lowest I've seen it since we've been in um COVID was around 2%, which is phenomenal, Crazy. right? That's incredible. But what I try to tell people is may not maybe not going to that 15-year right now because life happens, right? You're mm-hmm. committing yourself to a much higher payment. And what if, you know, COVID-21 comes, God forbid, and it's worse, a worse strain than this? Mm-hmm. Now you're committing yourself to that higher payment just to try to pay it off early when you could have went to a 30-year, had a cheaper payment, and just a, and manage your principal balance yourself. That way you're not committed to that 15 year term or that 20 year term. Yeah. You stay with the cheapest possible payment, but still you're paying down your debt. You know, so and I'm not a, against 20 year mortgages. I think for the right people it works, right? People who have substantial income and they can really afford the payment. Yeah. But most people are trying to pay off their loan fast, which I get, but they they they're now cash strapped. Right, they're becoming house rich and cash poor because they're making their payment um, so much higher because they're just focusing on. I just want to get rid of it, which again I understand, but you got to be a little bit smarter right now because anything could happen. As we seen, we woke up in twenty twenty, Kobe dead, with God bless, you know. Then COVID came, like this. year has been crazy. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, if this doesn't teach anybody anything, you got to have cash flow right yeah. now. You got to have liquidity because. Anything can happen. So that's why I just try to tell home future homeowners and current homeowners who are refinancing, if you don't have to go to the 15-year, just stay with the 20 or 30-year so that way you can have a little bit more cash flow. Can,
0: can I go back to something you said? Because yeah. when you said, I'm like, oh, how does that work? Because I've heard of corrections, obviously, in the stock market, and we know that's maybe 8 to 10% or 18%. Mm-hmm. What does that look what does a correction look like in the real estate world? Is that interest rates go up? Like what what is a correction
3: in the real estate world? I mean, it could be rates go up, it could be home prices depreciate, you know, it could be lenders tightening up their guidelines. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things could be co- corrections in the market that can affect the buying power of Americans, right? Um, if home prices decline like you thought it was, I mean, it sucks. But what goes up must come down at some point, right? So that's why over leveraging is is not leveraging is key, mm. you know. And this is why I talk a lot about rehabs, um, rehab loans, and things of that nature. Because I want first time home buyers to think like investors. When you're buying these homes, buy them the same way that you'll see a Caesar buy them or an Envy buy them or any investor that you guys are following online. Buy it the same way they're buying. You know, there's nothing special about anybody who's flipping real estate or doing anything. Mm. They just have more knowledge than you and they know where to look and where to find these properties. You can do the same thing. The information is available. You know, there's no excuse. It's not like 10, 15 years ago when I first came into business, there was no social media, right? You can hashtag follow a hashtag, and you'll see hundreds of people flipping houses, and they're giving you all this information. So now you just got to apply it. And if you're a first-time home buyer, there's so many different programs out there for you to get the rehab money to be able to now buy a home that's undervalued, put that money into it, it forced the appreciation. And now you have equity in that home and God forbid the house does depreciate. You're still good because if you lose 10% equity because the market is declining, 5% equity, you're not over leveraged. You're not upside down. So I try to promote, don't buy retail if you don't have to, but I understand you have to, in some cases buy retail because of school districts, family, um, needs things of that nature, and you don't have a choice. But still, try to buy the ugliest house in the best neighborhood.
2: So let me ask you this: because uh, you know, obviously, you said that it's a um, seller's market. Absolutely, but interest rates are extremely low right now. So that would say it would be better. It's good for the buyer, so to get a loan. But okay. it's great
3: for the seller because they're gonna have multiple offers yeah. on their home.
2: Okay, so for people that's looking to maybe purchase a home. Is, is this a, a good time to, or should, cause like, all right, the average, like, let's say somebody hasn't bought a home yet and they are looking mm-hmm. at it like, all right, I'm about, I got some money saved and low interest rates. This is a good time for me to buy a home. But if it's a seller's market, should they be looking to buy a home or should they just be waiting for it to be a buyer's market again? Good question. Right? <clears throat> so this is what I tell everybody. If you have
3: financial security, if you have down payment, closing costs and reserves, and you have the knowledge and your mindset is right and everything is where it needs to go, you have your team, and if your goal in 2020 prior to COVID was to purchase, then I personally believe you should still purchase, right? Because the money is dirt cheap. Now, on the flip side, should you wait till the quote-unquote buyer's market come and the homes depreciate? When the hell is that going to be? No one has a crystal ball. That could come five years from now. Mm -hmm. And then the rates could be 7% then. So, like... I don't care if the homes go down 10, 15%, but now I'm paying 7% on the money, right? So you got to look at the whole opportunity cost for yourself of what's going to be best for you. Everybody's going to have an opinion on this, right? Everybody has, everybody's an expert. Everybody's an economist, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody knows when the, when the crash is going to happen. People are saying, "Oh, the foreclosure crisis on wave is going to happen next year. How do you know that? How do you know that? No one knows, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... For me, if you're financially secure and you want to buy real estate and you want to get in the game and you want to invest, then invest, do it. Just be smart about it. Take into consideration, if you're buying rental properties, make sure you're doing your due diligence. If it has tenants in the property, make sure you ask it for proof that they're paying. You know what I'm saying? Because anybody can tell you anything. Yeah, I got three tenants in here. They're all good. Okay, show me the proof. Home seller? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Let me see two to three months of of your bank statement showing these deposits going in. Show me the proof. Be smart. And that's what it's all about, doing your due diligence and and applying that information and going out there and executing at a high level and being a CEO of your real estate business. Even if it's your first home, it doesn't matter. You still got to be a CEO. You can't be out here emotional. And I think I said that on the last um, episode, too. Um, And I've been saying this pretty much my whole career because at one point I was emotional when I was buying homes. I wasn't really looking at numbers. I was just happy to be able to buy real estate and I made a lot of bad decisions, which, you know, I share with you guys I just paid for. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was bad decisions and I just had to pay for it and it sucks, but these were lessons and this is why my message, is my message and I try to educate everybody to tell them like, look, you just gotta do the numbers and don't be scared. Just be sharp. And, and understand um, what you're doing, but don't worry about what could've, should've, or what can't happen, because if it's gonna happen, everything's gonna happen in God's time anyway. It's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So just be smart and have your reserves, and be prepared for the worst. You know what Ian said, you need five five years of reserves? Five you know years, 60 year. months. <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, many people ain't in that position to have five years, but if you're using your last dollar to buy real estate, then you're playing yourself. You're, you're really playing yourself. You should not be house rich and cash poor. Like, you have to do your due diligence.
0: Yeah, one of the other things you said on episode 12 was that the equity in your home is monopoly money. Correct. And I feel like maybe thousands of people must have heard that, right? Because yes. the refi rates have been low mm-hmm. and thousands of Americans have been doing it, right? So what has that been like for your business during Corona?
3: <laughs> well, it is a pandemic. Uh, some, <laughs> some people call it a pandemic or a pandemic. I'm calling it a pandemic because right now, if you're in the real estate industry, God bless you. <laughs> you know, you're having record breaking years all across the board in the industry, from the appraisers to the realtors to shit. Even the loan processors and loan assistants, they're leveling up their bag because there's so much volume that companies need to hire. And now, look. I ain't gonna tell all my business, but I had to pay some people some money that I never thought I would have to pay them to come work for me, right? Because you need talent right now because there's so much volume coming in. It's not enough bodies in the, in the real estate industry to handle the amount of people who wanna do a refinance right now mm-hmm. or buy a house. It's absolutely incredible. So what it's done for my business is blowing up. It's a great thing. I love it, but it's also overwhelming and stressful. Like right. you, you, you're dealing with people's lives. And that's never an easy thing when you're trying to help someone either save money on their mortgage, pull money out to go buy other real estate, and then helping them do those transactions. So, you know, it's late night, early mornings, lack of sleep, you know, lack of time spending at home with the fam and everything like that. Yeah. It's it's a lot right now. So a lot of things being sacrificed. And um, it's for the greater good, obviously, yeah. but it's it's a lot, man. So, yeah, you're making money, but- it's also a lot of responsibility that comes with it because you're trying to service so many people. It, it gets overwhelming. Sometimes. Yeah, and that's, it's, like? that's important,
0: yeah. man, having that balance. We talk about that a lot, just yeah. having, having balance in your life. And, like, we've been watching the news, and it looks like the rates are going to stay that way for a while. So yeah. business is going to be business. for a while. You
3: know, God willing, you know, rates will stay low. Um, me personally, I, I hope they do go back up a little bit, um, slow things down. Mm-hmm. That's just me, you know what I'm saying. I'd rather go up a little bit, get rid of some of these people, <laughs> like, so we can all breathe and get back to regular life, so to speak, in our world. You know, the mortgage business is set to break records this year in 2020. Trillions of dollars are being lent um, in 2020. Like, I'm, I can't wait till the final number is tallied up to just see what we what the mortgage business did, but it's It's incredible right now. What we're on pace to do right now is a couple trillion dollars. Like, I don't think people understand that. It's a lot of money being lent. And people think COVID and quarantine slowed things or stopped anything. It didn't stop anything. It may have slowed certain components down, like appraisals, getting title reports, and things of that nature. But it didn't slow nothing down. People are buying homes. And that's why I tell folks all the time, if you're looking to buy, buy. What are you waiting for? Go ahead, because your opportunity may not be there.
2: Yeah. So let me ask you this As far as um, This is a business show So a lot of people That listen to Earn your leisure is, uh, Are entrepreneurs Or mm-hmm. aspiring entrepreneurs One of the hardest things For entrepreneurs Business people 1099 contractors Things of that nature Is to buy a home Because it's like A lot of times a, One of the benefits Of being a business owner Is that you get to write off a lot Absolutely But the problem okay. with that When it comes to getting a mortgage Is that you don't show enough income mm-hmm. So now it's like You know You're in a tough spot Because yeah, you might have made two hundred thousand dollars, but you're only paying taxes on twenty <laughs> thousand. God bless America. So. <laughs> things know? like that, or, or seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, to... on <laughs> 180, on one hundred and eighty million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven fifty <laughs> on one eighty. Seven fifty. Beautiful, beautiful world we live in. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's hard to get a, a mortgage. But you, you was actually enlightening me. Like, there's different programs for business owners, like especially like bank statement loan, things that nature. Absolutely. Because we haven't really covered that. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So um, you have loans out there that
3: fall into that non-QM category, non-qualified mortgage. It basically means Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, who buys conventional loans from banks, right? They won't purchase this type of loan. But there's private lenders out there that will fund bank statement loans. Whereas you can put as little as 10% down, you can borrow up to $4 million with this type of loan, and we're using the deposits, as your income for your business. Mm. So you can use either 12 months or 24 months of those deposits in your business bank account, and that can be used to qualify you for your loan. So there's no tax returns, is no W-2s, obviously, because you're self-employed. Right. We're not looking at any of that stuff. We just need to see 12 months of your business bank statements, and we use that for your income to qualify. And you can put down as little as 10% with these loans.
2: How's the interest rates? Oh, yeah, the rich interest rates,
3: you're going to pay for it. <laughs> like, you're going to pay uh, for talking, it. Like, uh, you, uh. You're going to talk probably like in, in the, right now, 6 to 8% range depending on the lender. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, when you're talking 6%, you are probably going to have to be more 30%, 35% down, you know, high credit. Mm-hmm. You know, minimum credit score for this program is 660. Um, so, But you want to get that lower rate, you're going to have to probably be in the high 7s. Uh, with a larger down payment. But if you're talking 10% down, you know, jumbo bank statement loan, you're probably gonna get clobbered for like seven and a half percent. Can right you there. refinance later? Absolutely. You can always refinance, right? And here's another gem. If you use the bank statement program and you and you get into let's just say your rate is seven percent, right? Mm-hmm. File your taxes and your business has been in um, in business for five years. Like, legally in business, right? Like, you have your filing receipt in this document. Freddie Mac has a program where you can use one-year tax returns as a business owner, right? So, now this is a conventional loan. So, you can refinance into the conventional loan. Just file your taxes the right way. Show the income now. Pay the tax the tax man what they what, what you owe them or get into a payment arrangement so that way you have a monthly payment on your tax bill. That's outstanding, we include that tax um, payment into your debt to income ratio, and now you can use one year of your tax returns. And you don't, those negative tax returns, we don't even have to look at it. So you can just use the one year, and then refinance into a conventional loan after you do the bank statement loan.
0: How long you have to stay in the property?
3: Um, if you're doing a primary residence is one year occupancy, but obviously bank statement loans is not just for primary residence. You can do vacation homes with it. You can do investment properties with it as well. But
2: that's, that's, that's big, especially for business owners. Cause if you compare it to like hard money, mm-hmm. hard money is like 10%.
3: Yeah. Hard money right now. COVID rates are probably going to be 10 to 13, 14%, depending on who, who you're working with. And yeah. it's only in your LLC's name. So these bank statement loans, just to clarify, it's in your personal name still. It's not in your LLC's name. Mm. So when you go um, asset based or hard money, that's strictly in your LLC's name. And that's why the rate is even higher because it's but, all LLC based. But that's <laughs> extremely
2: valuable. And even if it's 6% or even 8%, it's still depending on how much income you're not showing, because mm-hmm. you got to realize it's like, it's a trade off, right? Absolutely. You, e- you either show a bunch of income, by showing a bunch of income, you have to pay taxes on that money. Correct. So, like, let's say you're making $200,000 and you're showing 20000 In order to qualify, you need to show 100000 So now you got to show $80,000 more. Correct. So now you could potentially be paying 30000 more Absolutely. in taxes. So even if you're paying twice as much or even three times as much on the interest rate, it might not equal that, at least up front. And then you always have the opportunity, even if you're paying a higher amount, to refinance down the line. Absolutely. You always have the opportunity to sell the property. Absolutely. You always have the opportunity if it's a multifamily home to generate income to Absolutely. kind of offset that. So that's a, that's something that business owners should definitely be aware of. Cause like I said, that's a decision that business owners have to make all the time. Like, all right, do I sacrifice? Do I show more income and pay more taxes? Or do I just rent an apartment forever because I don't have enough money to yeah. just buy a home in cash? Just, something that you know if you if you if you don't if you don't own a business it's not a big deal but not just business owners but also like I said 10.99 Absolutely. contractors
3: independent contractors are considered self-employed in, in the mortgage world because you're not having any taxes taken out of your your checks so you're self-employed so you're following a schedule C right and you have to pay taxes so it's the same thing you know but if you're if you're 1099 you're gonna have to I would probably set yourself up as a business. So that way you can get better tax benefits of having yourself incorporated or a LLC versus just having yourself as a esc- I mean, um, Schedule C filing. But, you know, like you said, pick your poison, right? You want to pay $750, like, you know, <laughs> or, optional. or you want to go buy real estate. So you're going to have to pick w- what's your poison right now. So if you want to have this program gives you the option of having your cake and eating it too, paying less taxes, using – the the deposits to qualify, and you still buying real estate, you're just gonna have to pay a premium for it. So, for me, I think the program is amazing, and it and it helps so many entrepreneurs get into the real estate business. Yeah, get you a good CPA. Yeah, get you a great <laughs> get you c- a great CPA. Get you a great CPA.
2: No, that's a fact. Um, so you have a, you have a question, <clears> Troy? <throat> no, I w- wanted to, to
0: go in, into uh, one of the things that you mentioned before, and, and that's the appraisal process. Okay. Um, because. Obviously, we, I've spoke about this a number of times of how my family was robbed of thousands of dollars during, during the appraisal process. And one of the things in speaking to you, um, what I came to find out was something called the AMC. Can Correct. you explain what that is?
3: A <clears throat> little parched there. <laughs> 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 so um, AMC stands for Appraisal Management Company. So when the market crashed, the government said it was the bank's fault in the appraisers. So they took the control away from the banks and the brokers, the mortgage brokers, um, they took the appraisal um, control away from us, that process away from us, right? Mm -hmm. We can't have direct contact with an appraiser. So when we do a deal, we go through the appraisal management company. The appraisal management company now picks from a round robin of appraisers that's approved with whatever lender they're working with, Mm -hmm. and then they're the ones who have the communication with the appraiser. They set up the the the, the order with them. You got to contact this person, whatever, right? In my
0: mind, I'm thinking the government did this because it was like, if I was an appraiser, mm-hmm. I know you worked at the bank. You telling me like, yo, just rate, give them a good rate so we can make money on the deals. Is, is that why?
3: It was kind of like this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how it Let went. Let me tell in you the wild. story went. Let me tell you how it went in the wild cowboy days. It would say, yo, Giovanni, I need this deal to go to 800000 I know it's probably only worth seven. what can you do we can make we can pay you extra Hmm. and giovanni will come back with an appraisal report of eight hundred thousand dollars and there was no systems in place back then and no technology like we have now where underwriters were really vetting that appraisal they would just close on it Mm -hmm. right they would take their word. so the market was being inflated and what they're saying is true you know let's call a spade to spade we had too much contact right if you're an appraiser and you know I'm sending you a lot of business look if I need you to make this happen make it happen and they would because there was really no regulation behind it mm-hmm. now with the appraisal management company that's out of the window you can't even talk to the appraiser. it's illegal for us loan officers to talk to appraisers now so I don't know who the hell the appraiser is gonna be on a deal until I get the actual report and even when I get the report I can't make contact with them if i want to dispute something i have questions i think there's errors it all has to funnel back through the amc Mm -hmm. and then the amc goes back to that appraiser to make whatever corrections
0: and so my thing is like and i've seen this a lot is like i wonder how many people look like us that are in this this management company
3: oh it's (laughs) slim slim to none because in most cases right we need black appraisers we need we need people that look like us going into our neighborhoods valuing our property because right. we know the true value of our areas and our neighborhoods. Yeah. Most most of these folks don't and that's when you see people um, getting these homes appraised and like your your situation mm-hmm. they devalued you. Yeah.
0: Right? Came in, spent t- 10 minutes here, I paid them $700, mm-hmm. devalued me. We lost like 100,000 on the deal.
3: It's terrible. You know, it's terrible. So if anybody's looking to get into the real estate industry, look into becoming an appraiser. Um, there's a serious need to become an appraiser. And especially if you're a minority, this could be a good way for you to learn the real estate market because you learn how to value properties, right? And if you're gonna invest, what better, like, knowledge to have than being an appraiser, Yeah, And right? it pays well. And it pays well. <laughs> 10 minutes. Right? 10 minutes but you got to think about it though. It doesn't pay that well no more for the appraisers, right? Because mm. now you have that AMC.
0: Oh, the company. Yes. So
3: now the AMC has to eat too off that same fee. So now the appraisers actually make less. And that's right, why right. you see a lot of sloppy work now. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they're not making as much money as they used to. Now, what you see a lot of now, they'll make the So there's two there's two um appraisal reports, right? It's either going to come back as is or subject to repairs. Right. So if it comes back as is, I mean the house is fine how it is, right? Mm-hmm. But it comes back subject to repairs, then whatever the appraiser lists on that report that needs to be repaired, it needs to be repaired prior to closing. And then they have to come back out and do a reinspection. That's another trip fee. That could be an extra one fifty to five hundred dollars just depending on the property type and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's how they're making more money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're yeah, making yeah. up for that loss because now appraisers are going in and they're looking for cracks, they're looking for mold, they're looking for whatever's out of out of out of order. You know what I'm saying? So that way they can put that but, trip fee back on.
0: The appraiser is different from the home inspector, right? Absolutely. Even even though they, they come in, they look at the property, they may say, "Hey, you need a new furnace." hey, that bathroom needs new plumbing. Mm -hmm. That's different from the home inspection, correct?
3: Absolutely. Home inspection, the home inspector is coming in to look at the house, and they're going to see about the mechanics of the house to make sure the roof, the boiler, the heat, the plumbing, electrical, everything is where it needs to be, and what they feel like needs repairs and what's the cost to cure um, those repairs, right? And then they're going to give you probably a 30 to 50-page report Mm -hmm. with all this information in there. Right. Telling you this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. So the the home inspector is going to be thorough. Right. They're not spending 10 minutes. They're spending two, three hours, you know, depending on the size of the home. Mm -hmm. And they're looking through everything. But even with a home inspection, you're really not going to know your home until you live in it. You know, but this would give you a good idea of what you're buying. Right. So it's very important get a home inspection. And there's a lot of times that I'm starting to see on deals where folks are, are opting out of home inspections because they think it's a good house or it was just recently renovated. If it's a flip, definitely get a home inspection because these investors are being cheap hmm. with their materials and they work. So you need to go in there and double check and have somebody with professional eyes that you don't have to kind of look at this stuff because a lot of them are putting um, cheap material. Yeah, that's what I'm
0: thinking. Like, yeah, they're probably going to bring the cheapest material to yeah. get it done the fastest. Absolutely. To flip this house the quickest.
3: Absolutely. They trying to turn and burn. You know what I'm saying? So don't, don't um, devalue your, your home, in, home inspection. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you, you take serious notes. You're looking. Be there. You mm-hmm. know, Ask questions learn about it because if you're going to invest that's also free tra- not free training right because you're paying for it mm-hmm. but it's still training if you if you use that information that you're learning because now they work for you now they got to tell you this stuff right what's wrong with this blah 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 now you're starting to learn mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that's another hack so to speak if you're trying to get into real estate and you're buying your first house take the process serious learn. The entire process, everything that you need to know. So that way, when
2: it's time to do more deals, you already have the knowledge. And no one can take it from you. You have the blueprint. You have the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one thing that, uh, Ernie leisure, we're not just tied to America. Mm-hmm. We get support from all over the world. Like, literally, we get tons of support in Canada. Shout out to Toronto. Shout yeah, out to yeah. Montreal. Shout out to dot. Shout out to Vancouver. Shout out to the whole country of Canada. Shout out to the Caribbean, all the countries in Caribbean. Shout out to DR, shout out to PR, shout out to Jamaica, shout out to Antigua.
3: You guys are like number one in all these
1: countries. Yeah, We gotta we gotta follow Shout out to the Caribbean, shout out to London. London. The UK
2: is a big hub for us. Shout out to London, shout out to everybody out there, and shout out to everybody in Africa. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of stuff in Africa. We're gonna go there. Yeah, shout out to the whole continent of Africa, shout out to Asia, shout out to all over the world. Every continent. So you know. A lot of... Most of our continent is kind of, you know, based around America because that's where we're from and that's where we live. But we want to talk to people and give people information that... Because, you know, a lot of people live in, especially, like, the, you know, London, Toronto, Jamaica, they, they have family in America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they go back and forth and they might want to invest in America. So there's different programs and things for, like, international people as well, right?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So you have what's called foreign national loans where if you're not... Um, living here or a US citizen, you still have the ability to get a loan and um, buy investment properties here in the US. So it's called the foreign national loan. Um, and depending on the lender, you can put down as little as 20 to 35% down payment on these loans. Um, and it's not a real difficult process to um, get approved for a foreign national, right? Um, there's only a handful of lenders that will take these type of loans. Um, there's not too many of them. Um, so if you are you know, overseas, and you want to get a foreign national loan? Just do a simple Google search, and you'll see a bunch of lenders that will come up that will tell you their are different requirements. But the baseline of it is no credit score requirement because obviously you're not U.S. citizen. Um, some some lenders will want you to have a U.S. bank account um, and have the money transferred over to the U.S. Some lenders don't; they'll accept the money coming in from overseas the day of closing, but a lot of them want you to have the money in the U.S. already. Uh, So check with the lender Mm -hmm. um, for for their particular guidelines on on what they require. Um, If you're self-employed, then you have to get a letter from your accountant or your CPA just verifying where your income is and how long you've been in business, a letter of good standing and things of that nature. If you are a W-2 employee, I'm not sure if they even call it W-2 employees over there, but... Whatever you guys call it, if you work for somebody and you get a paycheck from someone else, then we have to get a letter also from your employer just to verify your employment. Um, some um, lenders will rub, um, not rub, but run like you through a certain country. I forget the the name what they call it. I just do, make sure you're not on like any um, terrorist list or anything like that. Um, fair enough. As, as well, you know, got to make sure that you're not, fair. you know, doing nothing crazy out here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are options out there for foreign investors to invest here in the United States and buy investment properties. I've helped a ton of foreign investors, um, especially in the Philadelphia market. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, everybody in China was coming to Philly and buying up all the Philly. Right. Um, shout out to my guy, um, Malik Carter out there in Philly. Um, we we did a lot of deals out there together, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my guy, real estate coach Carter, but, um, yeah, there's opportunities out there for foreign investors to invest here in the United States. Dope, dope. COVID slowed it down a little bit. So, you know, it's not too many banks like it was prior to COVID that are doing it, but you can still, you know, find good financing out there.
2: What are some of the biggest hurdles that stop people from buying homes? Credit score? is it down, not having enough for the down payment? Cause that's something that, you know, a lot of times people, is it just not having a proper education? Like what is above, you know,
3: not having a proper education. Um, first and foremost, that's the biggest thing that I see people don't, they fear what they don't know. Right. So most people who don't buy a home and when you speak to them, they don't know nothing about the process. They don't know nothing about loans. They don't understand interest rates. Mm -hmm. It's just overwhelming for them. Right. So that's first things first is the knowledge. Then, Credit. Credit is probably the second biggest thing. People have bad credit out there, and they need to get worry about fixing their credit and stop spending so much. Um, then I would probably say cash, the capital. You know, I think that's probably the third thing that I see that hold people back, is, especially in, in – um, cities like New York, LA, was very expensive to buy real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a two-family here is a million dollars, yeah. right? You got talking about you need probably three point five percent plus closing costs. I mean, before you know it, you can be close to a hundred k. You know that you need to buy a house. So it's a it's a lot that happens. Uh, I mean, it's a lot that stops home buyers. But th- these are the things that I see the top three mm-hmm. that stop them: lack of education. Um, credit and capital
0: yeah I like what you said we, we don't know what we don't know right mm-hmm. and, and part of that is the questioning. so like when we're getting into this process what are some things when we're trying to find the, the right loan officer or the right commercial bank or investment bank what are the questions that we should be asking before we take that step
3: when you're interviewing your loan officers right oh man there's tons of questions that you need to ask them first of all do they own any property themselves right are they are they investing are they homeowners themselves, right? How long have they been in the business? Very important question to me because, look, there's nothing wrong with rookie loan officers, right? But they don't have the experience. They don't have the, the product knowledge yet. They don't know how to maneuver, right? They're going to be more reactive than proactive because they're learning on the job. So I experience, you know, how many deals are you really closing? How many did you close last month, right? So just to get an idea of what that person is closing. How many people are they really, truly, honestly helping? Um, how much is a
0: seasoned person? How many number, how many closings are they having? A seasoned uh, loan officer.
3: I mean, you could be seasoned and still, you know, not close do deals, anything, right? Right. So, I mean, if you're a top producer, in my opinion, you're closing well over hundred plus deals a year. You know, if you're a top producing loan officer, but the, the mega producers are closing a couple hundred loans a year. Okay. Um, you know, they're they're out here really killing it. Um, so, but you know, the average loan officer is probably closing four deals a month, somewhere around there, which is not bad, you know, depending on your, your compensation level, you can still make great, a great living closing four or five deals a month. Um, but you know, you want to ask these people, these questions, um, do they have a team? Very important, especially in times right now where everybody's overwhelmed and busy. Are you the only person that they're going to speak to? Right, so team is very important. Do they are they underwriting their loans in house? Right, is their underwriting being sourced to somewhere else, or what kind of control do they have? You know, these are all the things that are very important yeah. because you want to know that your deal is going to be able to go through the system with no issues. So, speaking of the
2: mortgage industry mm-hmm. and working with a mortgage professional, you're a mortgage, you're a loan officer, correct? So, we, have, we haven't had this conversation either. We talk about like investing in real estate, but. There's always two sides to the coin. So you can make money actually working in real estate as well. Like, you know, we, we've interviewed Kiana Watts. We talk about like being yeah. a, a, a real estate agent or realtor. Um, so like how, what are the opportunities for people if they want to become like what you are as far as a loan officer? How do you do that? Like, do you have to go to school for that? Is it like a test that you take? Like, yeah. what's the, how do you, how do you get hired? Like, what's the deal? Well, so first thing mm-hmm. first, you have to get
3: licensed, right? Um, so you have to get licensed. You have to take the safe test. And that's, I think, 25 25 hours, um, which is not a long period of time. That's not a lot of hours, right? Mm -hmm. You can do that in a week. Um, You can do it online with no problem. it costs cost you a couple hundred bucks. Um, Once you pass the class, then you have to take the federal exam. And when you pass the federal exam, then you have to submit your information to NMLS. You know, national mortgage licenses system, right? yeah. That's the acronym you keep saying, yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying that because I'm official, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm a licensed loan officer, like, I'm not an internet guy. I always say this, right? And that's why I started saying my license number one, yeah. to be compliant. At one
0: point, I knew about her, yeah. I'm pretty sure so <laughs> I hear it on every video now, <laughs> like, right?
3: Every video is like NMLS number 587. Five, I almost forgot 587 <laughs> zero, zero. <laughs> right? But it's important, um, that. Once you once you pass, then you, you submit all your documentation. You Got to get fingerprinted. Um, I mean, we getting, your credit gets looked at, so you can't really have bad credit. If you have any issues on your credit, you have to write explanations of why. If you have outstanding child support and things like that, this mm. is serious. This is not like you just. When I came into business, there was no licensing. They literally gave me a phone book and said, "Call people," right? I didn't know a damn thing. But now, after the crash, they make people get licensed now. Um, So if you're a licensed loan officer, shout out to all the licensed loan officers, by the way, Um, that's how you start to get licensed. But that doesn't mean you're going to get a job, right? Because most banks right now don't have time to hire and train new loan officers. It's too busy, right? So you have to find um, either a mortgage company, a mortgage broker, or even a big bank, right, that's willing to take the chance with you and hire you. Or I would recommend anybody looking to get into business try to join a team, right? Because if you join a team, like I run a team, right? I mm-hmm. run my own division, so but I won't hire nobody. No, sorry, <laughs> no, not right now. Go right and try it. Not not even <laughs> not right now. Please don't hit me up on that. <laughs> you need two years experience minimum, right? But um, there are there are people in my position that will hire new people because they they may have the capacity to train. I don't have that capacity right now, unfortunately. At some point I will, but not not today right um but get on the team so that way you can get that experience you can get that training you can mess up um and and have somebody to guide you and hold your hand because there's a lot that goes into originated loan people think you know especially with the digital stuff that we have and and the information and technology era that we're in it's so easy to go on these websites and people get a pre-qualification letter and they think it's just so easy right Mm. it's not that easy it's these guidelines if you look at the underwriting guidelines, even for like a FHA loan, right? The underwriting guidelines is over a thousand pages. That's a lot of information. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we have to be guideline goats. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we have to know our guidelines. This is our Bible. This guidelines. is this is how guidelines. This is how <laughs> we make our living, yeah. right? So for me, I study these guidelines. I live in these guidelines. They t- they they tell you everything you need to do to execute right and and then you have to now be able to articulate that to someone who has no
2: clue right so yeah. it's not it's so like what are some of the guidelines that you have to memorize man everything
3: guidelines change today on yeah. <laughs> certain things right like especially in covid right things are changing rapidly it seems like almost every other week there's something coming out from the government saying this or that right especially with self-employed borrowers Making sure that their businesses operate and and are running. If you if you're buying investment properties, they want to make sure now that rent is being collected. Especially if you're refinancing and you're using that income to qualify, right? Mm-hmm. We got to document you're receiving rent now. Right? There's a lot that's happening. All that I discussed in the blueprint, by the way. But <laughs> there's a lot happening in the market right now, and it happens at a rapid pace. We wake up and the guidelines have changed and then we have to just learn them and adapt and it affects every loan that's in the pipeline. Sometimes they'll give you like, oh, it's going to be December 1st or January 1st, 2020. But mm. sometimes they say effective immediately.
0: Yeah. I, I remember we had a conversation. Uh, I was reading an article and um, I think they gave you like a week. I think
3: it was September. It was for the refinance fee. That okay. they added. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, added yeah. the refinance fee and it, the whole industry got pissed off. Like right. The entire mortgage industry was pissed, right? And they then they, the they delayed it to December 1st. What, what is that? So they added. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac came out. I think this was August that they're taxing lenders now basically saying, hey, y'all doing a lot of refinances. Rate is low. We need to make some of our, our stimulus money. We need money some of this money too. Ba- basically. And we're going to tax y'all a half a point per every refi that you're going to sell to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac effective immediately. So that means that you're going to sell to them. Right. So they basically said we want our money. And you have you could have a pipeline of a thousand loans, two thousand loans in your pipeline, right? Now you gotta pay a half a point per loan. That could be 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars worth of loans, $100 a hundred million dollars of loan times a half a point mm. that you didn't expect. They're taking your revenue, right? But they're not gonna take the lender's uh, revenue. I know who it is. It's gonna take your revenue. Right? <laughs> right. You're yeah. gonna get charged. Uh, I'm gonna charge you more. We're gonna we're gonna charge you more because we're not gonna pay for that. Right, and, and anytime things like this happen It gets passed on to the consumer Like the lenders are not going to pay for it You know so the industry went crazy And they decided to delay it To December 1st um, So people who are originating Refinances right now That half a point is already built into your rate sheets Already you know what I'm saying Which town made interest rates for refinances Depending on which lender Go up by eight to Three-eighths of a point over the past um, Week Mm-hmm. because now it's loans that's sold by a certain period of time. So we have to cut. Once loans are closed, it takes a while for it to get sold to the agencies. You know what I'm saying? So you got to price that in now because you don't know when they're going to buy it from you. You know so, what I'm saying?
0: So there potentially is going to be a spike in refinances. I would assume. It's already next,
3: a spike. It's been a spike. Even
0: more so in November?
3: It's, it started right now because okay. people, people want to get in before December 1st, but they don't understand that it's already started for them. Mm-hmm. Right, Because they think December 1st Then it's going to start No, it started already Because the loans that If I take an application October 1st It's not closing to middle of November Maybe December Depending on True. The, the volume Right There's, It's already You're already getting sold After December 1st So that fee has to be Already priced in already You know what I'm saying So yeah. like Well if you got an application After October 1st You probably don't even know That you It's already built in Your interest rate
2: I want to talk about The education Because it's like When you told me you was doing this blueprint and I really thought about it, I'm like, you know, all the years that we go to school, high school, college, they never really teach you how to buy a home. And if you really think about it, there's a lot to go into buying a home, right? It's like, where do you start? Do you look on Zillow? Do you look online? Do you get a real estate agent? How do you know which mortgage? Because it's not like it's just one kind of mortgage. It's like a VA loan. there's FHA loans. there's jumbo mortgage loans. Like we talked about bank statement loans, mm-hmm. foreign national the, the loans. Conventional loans. Conventional USDA loans. loans. Yeah, <laughs> how do how, how you know if you're not getting ripped off, right? How do you know if you're not getting the best interest rate? How do you know if you're not working with the best professional? Mm-hmm. If you're doing a rehab project, how does that work? Like, And it's like, if and, and that's my whole thing with education. Is like, to me, that's the greatest investment. So it's like, yeah you kinda, sometimes you pay for convenience, right? Cause it's like, if you're a single mom, you got three kids and you making you making a nice amount of money, you can buy a home, but the money's not really the issue, it's the time that's the issue. Absolutely. Right? Or if you, you're a dad and you work two jobs, you, you, you're making enough money, but you don't have time. You don't have time to scour YouTube for 37 hours to try to put different pieces together. So yeah. when you told me that you was doing a blueprint, I'm like that's crazy because I never really I've never heard of anybody putting together like a curriculum for home buyers. like but to me that makes perfect sense because like I said we don't learn how to buy a home nah. in school like you literally have to figure it out and yeah. especially you might not have had parents that owned home absolutely so yeah. it's like what, what what was your inspiration in, in developing that curriculum honestly the people right um
3: you know the all the followers man people who reach out to me. You know every single day asking questions that i think they should know already you know what i'm saying and when you really hear you know f- folks asking the same questions just in a different language it's like okay you know there's google and youtube university right <laughs> and they're not taking the time to google or go to youtube university and if they are it's so much information that they don't know what to believe because it's all contradicting the stuff mm-hmm. right um so what me well, I would say this too, folks been asking me to write a book for first time home buyers. And I ain't gonna hold you I'm not writing no book. Like I don't <laughs> have time to sit here and write no book and do all of this stuff. So like I like to do videos, I do content. So that to me was like a natural thing. Like, wait a minute, instead of me doing a book called The Home Buyers Blueprint Volume One, why well, I'ma just do a course and do it to where it's, you know, super detailed from the beginning to the end everything that i believe that a home a future home buyer should know you know from getting started how to prepare your file what's the income documentation that's needed for the different sources of income there's so many different sources of streams of income now from you know you got market monday you got stocks you know that's capital gains right you can use capital gains as income if it's filed properly you know i'm breaking all of this stuff down people don't think about that you know, capital gains income. You're not thinking about, well, if you're getting money from a trust, if you're getting money from rental properties. Like, I'm breaking all of this stuff down so that way you don't have to really think about it like it's there. Um, we're breaking down all the three, I think, most popular loans out there, FHA, conventional, and VA loans. And, you know, those those chapters by itself, I mean, they're like two hours long. So, like, the, these 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 chapters are filled with just information. You know, how to get approved, what a lender is looking like. And I'm talking from an underwriter's perspective on this too, which is very important. I'm not talking to you as a guy who just did a couple of homes and, and you know, here, here's, a, here's a course, right? I'm teaching you from the underwriter perspective what we're looking for and how you can avoid this and what you have to do to get approved for this loan, that loan, or that loan, right? Yeah. Then we're breaking down home when you're out home shopping. Right, what to look for, how to hire the right realtor, you know, how to hire the right loan officer. What's the difference between pre-quals, pre-approvals, discount points, which people don't really understand? How do you determine if you're getting a good deal or not? You know, going through the closing costs, people don't even know it's closing costs. Sometimes it like blows my mind. They don't even know it's closing costs, and they don't understand why it costs so much. I'm breaking all of this down, how mm-hmm. to read the, the closing disclosure so that way it's not foreign to you. You understand how to read it and how to analyze it. I'm giving you tools in this to where you can look to see where the market rate's at, to see if this loan officer or a bank is quoting you something that fits in line for where you need to be. Like I'm breaking it all down step-by-step blueprint for you to get your game on track, not your wig pushback. Ah, uh, like, it's like, real estate command, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, presented by him, Like we, we trying to get you on track. Like This is about making sure that you are fully knowledgeable about the home buying process, because it's a process. It's not like, I know everybody on the gram, you see them with the boomerangs, and the keys in the hand, and the, the big-ass keys, and, you know oh, what, what I'm saying? They at the closing table. <laughs> drinking the champagne cutting ribbons I don't I, shimmy I, they shimmy in <laughs> like no disrespect no, we love it all. no, no we disrespect because you work hard <laughs> to do that you know what I'm saying like the shimmy no oh. hell yeah <laughs> nah, they I'm work hard to do you. the shimmy you know do your shimmy do your boomerang celebrate your success as you should right Absolutely. the professional the homeowners the sellers celebrate it but for me I'm like yo there's a lot that went on to get you there what happened Right. So when I when I try to post any time I, I close, I like to post a story. I want the people to talk about it because I really feel like they can educate now the people behind them because they went through the process. So the blueprint is giving you again step by step booklet for you to get your game on track, not your wig pushed back. Get it. Apply the knowledge. It's twelve hours, hundred and fifty videos. It's a lot of information. There's pop quizzes in there. This is for not just for the first time homebuy. I want to say this too. This is for the new Real estate agent This is for the new Loan officer You guys are getting Newly licensed But you're learning The laws The licenses Are based off of laws It's not based off Of product knowledge It's not based off Of that information You have to learn That on your own And as a newbie It's kind of like Overwhelming at first It's like what the hell Does all of this mean What am Mm -hmm. I doing You know what I'm saying So if you Want to get into The business This is a good Step for you A good training manual For you So you can understand How these products work Especially for the realtors There's a lot of, like, New York, I think, probably has 30,000 licensed realtors. Who knows, right? 85% of them have no clue about the the mortgage process. They have (laughs) no clue about mortgage loans. They're so uneducated when it comes to this stuff. They can't have conversations with their clients to educate them more. You know, the great realtors understand products. Like, shout out to Kiana. You mentioned her earlier. Amazing agent. She understands loan products, right? We have conversations about loans. She understands guidelines. Those are the realtors who are the most successful, who can put the deals together, right? Mm-hmm. And from the mortgage to now to the closing table, and make sure you get a seamless transaction. So this blueprint is just not for the first-time home buyer; it's for the up-and-coming real estate professional who want to learn this business. Yeah, you know?
0: even I mean, when I looked through it, man, as a homeowner, I was I just learned things. I was like, even from the the appraisal contingencies and yeah. sales concessions and refinancing, I was just like, damn. There's so much I didn't know in myself, and I have a home. Absolutely, and I went through this process myself <laughs> and learned. Absolutely. And so, I, I mean, it, kudos to you for that, man. Yeah. It's like you poured 20 years of your life and you duplicated yourself and gave it to the people.
3: Yeah, it's like, look, here you go. Investing yourself, right? You want to buy a house? You you can. This can save you tens of thousands of dollars in closing costs and or unnecessary fees if you retain this information the proper way, mm-hmm. right? And if you and if you utilize it, quite frankly, um, I'm teaching, you said refinancing. Folks don't know about refinancing, right? That's an important part. You got to know how to refinance. People just think, oh, I'm going to just go to the bank who has my loan. <laughs> okay, great. But what's the process? What's your strategy behind it? And this is kind of why I, I included refinancing and home equity line of credits into the blueprint so that way folks understand how these products work after you buy the house. If you want to restructure your debt, because refinancing is all just restructuring of your debt, but you need to know how to restructure it, and so that way you understand if the timing is right. Okay, I already have all my ducks in a row. Hey, Linda, close me. Yeah, you know what
2: I'm saying? Nah, it's crazy. Like Troy said, like you know, you don't you never really realize how much information until you actually look through something. So when I was looking through it, I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of information, and it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, God bless you if you could figure if you know all of it yourself or you could figure it out, <laughs> yeah. but. You know, me, I always invest in my education. That was the first thing I did um when I was seventeen years old. Like my first real purchase wasn't a car. I didn't have a car until I was an adult really. Um uh, uh Robert Kawasaki. Um hmm. I, I not only brought the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I brought the course, like the CD. That's when courses was the CDs. Uh, uh, CDs, it was CDs yeah. and I mean, I, I never really regretted that. I forgot how much I paid a couple hundred dollars something like that. At the time, I was seventeen years old. And I, that I realized the importance of of investing in my education back then. And actually, it was funny because I, I was in prep school, so I was in school when I brought it. But man. I knew that self education, as Mickey Facts would say, self education uh-huh. makes you a fortune. Formal education can make you a portion, but self education can make you a fortune. What a bar! That's a Big fact. Fat for Mickey what Facts. a bar! Shout out to Mickey, man. Shout out to Mickey Facts. That's, that's, for that bar. That's my guy, man. So now, nah, man, I salute you in putting that together, man. I know that was a lot of a lot of work, a lot of long hours. And um, you're doing something special right here, right? Absolutely,
3: man. So, look, I love EYL. I love everything about the platform. And you guys played a major role in um, my popularity um, on social media and people, you know, finding out who I am (laughs) and learning learning the mortgage business and being able to help people execute on their real estate transactions. So, I'm dropping the home buys blueprint right now. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Like right now. Surprise. 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 It's being (laughs) dropped right now. So the regular price on this is seven hundred bucks, guys, right? But for all you guys, all the earners for all the EYL nation out there. Alright, we're gonna do fifty percent off. Okay. Fifty percent off Ooh. of the seven hundred dollars, which is three forty nine. Um, I'm gonna do it for the first five hundred people. All right. So if you go to my Instagram page, MG the mortgage guy, you can click the link in my bio right now. The link is there for you to purchase. Um again, it's seven hundred bucks, fifty percent off um for the first five hundred people. Um, shout out to EYL. Yo, and that's, that's and EYL Nation. That. Um look, and I know I know we're gonna have people in the comments. So I'm going to address this now. Yes, you can probably find a lot of this information for free, right? Yes, you can go to Google. You can go to YouTube, University, blah, blah, blah. Great. Do that if you want to, right? But this, again is a step-by-step blueprint for you to get your game on track not your wig pushed back there's nothing in the market that's comparable to this you can't go to youtube and find 150 videos that's going to lay out the entire process for you and it's coming from a credible licensed professional that does this every single day and closes hundreds of loans a year right i'm giving you the game these youtube videos this google can't teach you what i'm teaching you and for you to be able to understand and be able to apply it so like you go to college, a lot of stuff you can learn mm-hmm. without going to college. But a lot of you pay 30, 40, 50, 100 grand. Trust me, because I see your credit reports. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. The crazy yeah, thing yeah, is yeah, I, never, I, I never understood
2: that. Like, you know, it's like you pay $50,000 to go to a liberal arts school to um, major in history. Yeah. To put yourself in debt because you don't have the money to pay it. Absolutely. To, to be broke. And you don't want to invest in your education yeah. a couple hundred dollars to get you thousands. Yeah, what you what
0: you, you left out um, when you go to YouTube University is how do they assess what you're learning? And I think that's one of the best things absolutely. about your, your blueprint is like there's assessments, right? You
3: can't go on until you actually absolutely have learned the, the from the video. You learn, you retain, you pass your assessment. Now you move on, right? This is a course. This is not just videos and and just YouTube type of content, this is a course, this is a lecture, right? You go to college, you'll spend all this money, but our people in our community, if it's free, it's for me, right? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I want it because it's free, but no, you have to invest into yourself, right? I invest into myself for almost 20 years in the mortgage business. I'm constantly taking courses and classes to better myself, you know? I'm doing so much, I spend so much money on my brain, (laughs) right? To feed my brain So that way I can have Intelligent conversations With anyone in the room And I know college I'm a college dropout It didn't teach me nothing I wasn't interested And And I don't remember Them having a home buying course Or class in college Which they should But they don't have it You know what I'm saying High school They don't have it They don't talk about Any of this stuff Because they don't want us To know this information So yes Can you get Probably some of this information for free on these other things absolutely but ultimately at the end of the day nothing's going to be put together for you where you can have this for your life and i'm going to update it and that's another thing i don't even think i told you guys that i'm updating the course as guidelines change Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so guidelines change 10 20 times next year there's going to be new videos in, in this course. Add it, the,
2: add it to the situation. Add into the course.
3: Every time something yeah, changes. I know
2: volume one at the bottom. Yeah, and it's volume <laughs> one,
3: right? So this is volume one, but I'm going to keep, it's going to continue to go because you're going to see 2021 updates. You know, FHA, like I have sections for this already that's not going to be published now, yeah. obviously, but once it, it happens, because it will happen, it's going to be in the course, right? So if someone is looking to buy a year from now, they can take this course and get the updates all through the year and be in position and ready to execute because now they already know when it happened, and this is going to happen real time. If I get a, up, a guideline change today, it's going to be in the course tomorrow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to put out the emails to everybody, hey, there's new video was uploaded to the course. Make sure you check it out. It's very important, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Then we got volume two coming out.
0: I'm thinking, all I'm thinking about is in school, in school when I was
3: in school hence the, the the whole covers so, oh. the blueprint I,
0: I was in school right and when you you bought a a book one semester and the next semester was a new edition yeah. you had to pay another 350 for it absolutely and I'm just like yo damn they could have just updated this they thing just updated <laughs> it, right? it's only two different pages <laughs>
3: and, and, and exactly but you got to pay another 350 400 for a textbook that you, and then you're like you're, you're never going to use it ever again
0: you might use it you, you during might the semester
3: during the semester <laughs> but once it, if once that class is done. You ain't never used it. Nah. This is something that you can use, you know, for life. And then also now you can teach your inner circle and your people and your community behind this material, yeah. and and keep that going.
0: Yeah, it's uh, important, man. So. Everybody gonna need a place to live, so that's important.
2: Absolutely. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, brother. So once again, man, y'all definitely need to check out that blueprint. It's in Matt's bio. Mm -hmm. We're going to put it in the link um, in the description of this. So if you're watching it on YouTube or if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, we'll put it in the description. We'll also put it on our website, uh, E-Y-L, earnyourleisure.com. Appreciate that. Yeah, we'll put it on on the alumni tab on our website. So uh, Matt, man, once again, bro, it's always, always a pleasure. How can the people – Hit you up if, if you have that. If you like sure this way. if you want that, yeah, I don't even know if you, you want to do that. How can they follow you? How can they follow you? What's that, your that social sounds, media? That sounds better. Um, <laughs> yeah,
3: so look, MG the Mortgage Guy on um, Instagram or YouTube. Um, you can guys follow me there. Please don't DM me. Um, if you do DM me, you will speak to the autoresponder. I'm so thankful for Facebook for showing me how you can put an autoresponder in the DMs. Um, and, and I say this humbly because there's just too many people reaching out. And I can't I can't answer everybody's DMs. And that's why I did the blueprint. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the questions you guys are asking me, it's in the blueprint. So now just go get it and you'll have all the questions you need answered. So if you do DM me, understand when you see that quick response, that's the auto response, right? <laughs> that's just not me. Um, But I do jump on lives all the time um, on YouTube and Instagram. And I treat those like home buying seminars, right? I bring people up for Q&As all the time. So if you attend one of my Instagram lives or YouTube lives, you'll
2: see you'll learn a lot from or, that. Or EYL know. University. Or mm. most importantly. He's a, most important. He's a lettered faculty member at yeah, EYL yeah, yeah, University. Yes. <laughs> I am a
3: lettered faculty member, at, e, and I need a varsity jacket. <laughs> on the way. Soon come. It's getting cold. Soon come. That's I, a fact. I, I, knows, but, you know, I am a, um, a member of EYL University. Um, I have classes um, two times a two month, two times a month, biweekly. Yeah. I don't even want to call those classes. We call that the break bread session. So every other Sunday I host a break breath session. I mean, our longest break breath session was four hours. guys. That was like, crazy. It was crazy. That was and crazy. it's like a couple hundred earners on there. And just it's like Q&A all day long, and just camaraderie. Shout out to all the earners, man. I love these calls. I look forward to it's my a fact, Sunday that's a fact. when I have to do this. I just got to tell them, like, hey, look, today can't be four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I got to tell them in the beginning, like, listen, two hours, follow the guidelines, can't ask 18,000 questions, but, you know, it's a lot of information being poured in these sessions and we're talking about everything real estate, right, yeah. from commercial real estate, we're talking about residential real estate, so it's not just for first-time homebuyers. these calls, it's You know, everybody's at a different level. So everyone's learning at a different level. And the beautiful thing about EYL University, there's so many different investors, a part of EYL University, and they're on these calls and they're giving game to the other students. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just not me talking all the time. There's other folks that you wouldn't even know. Uh, we got guys in there that own twenty, thirty properties, you know, and they're doing big things, and they they've invested into EYL University, to become a part of the community. So if you guys are not EYL University members, you guys need to become an EYLU member today. I'm telling you, it's the best investment you can ever do.
2: There you have it, ladies. I and don't gentlemen. know what to say now. No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, we definitely, we definitely, um, uh, we we thankful that you that you you know. Are a lettered faculty. <laughs> Letter jacket on the way. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, we got to do something,
0: right? Because now he's been here twice, so we called him alumni. We, we might have to, I'm going to think of something. Yeah, we need now. a new name for him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, summa cum laude, graduated, Kuhn, yeah.
2: graduated yeah. EYL with honors. With yeah.
3: honors. Two times, double <laughs> head of. I like that.
2: Knocked it out the park twice, Yeah,
0: man. double major. Damn,
3: nobody's you. been on here twice?
0: Nah, nah not nah, for nah, like bro. an official podcast. And you're the first one to been in here, so that, that makes it even more special. Damn, man. that's fire.
3: <laughs> shout out to me. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, housekeeping <was> items? <laughs> yeah, shout out
0: to everybody on Patreon.com. Y'all know that's our Proud to Pay program. Our Tier 5 members have access to myself and Shadi. Uh, so I just want to give a big shout out to Leslie, who joined at Tier 5, and my man Jay. Shout out to you. Uh, can't wait to talk to you, my brother. And uh, shout out to everybody that's part of our investment group on Facebook and all of our members on EYL University. Um, it is an incredible place to learn, like you said. I mean, you, you you just put it out there, man, but like being a part of the investment group on Facebook is just incredible, because you get to watch people say, like, yo, I'm in Philly, I'm looking for uh, somebody yeah. that's in construction. Or I'm in Atlanta, I need a realtor. So yeah. it's just a, a huge community, oh, man. I just purchased this property. Exactly, oh, I'm well, looking to purchase it. I need a partner in yeah, this. And so amazing. Uh, the community has grown, man. So shout out to everybody that's part of that and we appreciate you. And shout out to everybody that is uh, supporting the merch. We got some really big things on the way. Yeah, We're talking about merch the merch. About I need lick. my jacket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the merch is on the way. We got some new lines that are about to drop. Our collections are coming together really nicely, and I can't wait to put them out for y'all to see it.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. So once again, thank you guys for rocking with us, Matt. It's always a pleasure, bro. Thank um, you, thank you, fellas. like I, I said, it's an it. honor to have you as a faculty member at EYL University, and congratulations on your blueprint. Yeah, man, I uh, highly you. encourage everybody to go check that out. First five hundred people, fifty uh, percent off. Yes. Thank you again for that. For, Link and, is
3: in the bio now.
2: Yeah, right now. So, um, yeah, man, we made history the first time. We're gonna make history again. Um, Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.